on tonight's episode of Drive with Woody Fit and Bauer Power. We yeah. talk about all kinds of training styles. What, what? Yeah, and we're not talking about training styles that are going to take more time. We're talking about training nope. styles that are going to save you time. Because we're making the cutbacks. We are. And we know you are, too. So, we want to make sure that you still get your workout in. And we give you the methods to make that happen. How to do more work in less time. It's not magic. I promise. It's not. We give you the roadmap. All you got to do is listen. And drive if you're driving. Yeah, yeah. Don't stop driving. That that's not the, 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 not a good idea. The show is called Drive with Woody Fit and Bauer Power. So if you're driving, keep driving. Yeah, yeah. And, and don't work out while you're driving. It's probably not a good idea. And with that, uh, let's get into this episode of Drive with Woody Fit and Bauer Power. Right on. Not only do I have nothing to complain about. I have good things to be happy about. More than the usual, even. Damn right. My uh, wife interviewed for a new job, which would be closer to home. Very cool. And also be a nice pay raise. Very cool. And she got the email today offering her the job. All right. So, very cool. Wow. Congratulations, Mrs. Bauer Power. Yes, I will tell her. <laughs> Tell her you said that. Awesome. Uh, and squats went pretty well today, too. I was just looking at I just saw your post, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't going to go that heavy. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to go to 365. I was just feeling it out. And, like, honestly, I've been doing, like, so many squat variations mm-hmm. that kind of didn't really know where I was at exactly. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if my max was 350 or, you know. So mm-hmm. if during my warm-ups, 315 seemed like where I needed to be for singles, I would have called it there. But, right. you know, felt easy. So uh, it looked bumped good. it up to 345. And I did two reps there, and I was like, Man, these look good. The depth is like not even a question. Eh, fuck it, three sixty-five. It is. Damn, that looks so, really good. That looked really good. Yeah, I was, I was super. I don't know. Pretty stoked about it. It's not like a lifetime PR or anything, but I think it's just like, you know, because. Like, you've had to come back from different stuff before, too. You're Mm -hmm. currently kind of going through that. Yep. And whenever you come back to training, it's always hard because you know, like, you know what you were able to do, and you're not able to do it right then. Yeah. And there's always, I feel like there's always doubt until you prove it to yourself Mm -hmm. again. Yep. Yep. So. Oh, dude, it's, and it's humbling. It's humbling as fuck because, like, all-time squat PR, you know, well over 300 pounds, but now I'm struggling with two plates. You know what I mean? Like, two plates feels heavy, and yeah. and I'm not, I'm not comfortable under two plates right now. So it's yeah. like, it's, it's humbling, <laughs> and it's like a, it's, it's also like a dick punch to the ego, you know what I mean? 
like, big time. Oh yeah. yeah, it's it's a little bit. Yeah, you know, I mean, especially it, it's. I think it's hard to deal with because I um, associate myself. I live that. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, you've put so much into it. And, yeah, you know you. Yeah, you have a lot of knowledge about it, and it's like, but here you are. Yeah, and it's I'm like, passionate about it. Yeah, and it's like every time I go to work out, it's like, huh, wow, I suck right now. You know what I mean? I suck compared to what I used to be. And it can, yeah. it, it, uh, I've dealt with it getting me down a little bit. You know what I mean? Because it's, but you know, you have to, you have to keep in mind that, you know, like I've said before, like we're just dads, man. Like we don't get paid to do this shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Don't, like, why stress? hardcore about it we don't get paid for this yeah and you know number two you can never be at peak performance all the time you know what i mean like it took it took eddie hall how many years to pull a thousand pound deadlift but you know shortly thereafter he wasn't able to pull his thousand pound deadlift you know what i mean like yeah you know yeah, and yeah, that's very true. I mean, like we all have like peaks and you know and and valleys and yeah. But I I feel like so you know like Sal from Mind Pump. Mm-hmm. One of the things that he talks about, you know, he's been a personal trainer for a long time. Decades. He talks about like yeah, like decades. Yeah, not five years. <laughs> <laughs> and you know. He talks a lot about, like, mentally having his clients focus on strength instead of, like, weight right. or the way that they look. It's a much better strategy. And I totally mm-hmm. agree with that. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's a, a really good philosophy. Um, I think people like you and me, uh, sometimes we take it to the other extreme where we get focused on a number. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think that. Sometimes that can be um, detrimental as well. Like if you get so focused on the number and lose sight of the, and not focus so much on the process, Mm -hmm. you know, like if you're grinding out these ugly reps and you're like, yeah, you know, I got this PR today, right? but it looks like shit and you're putting yourself at risk. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, (laughs) that's not really when you get your big gains. Right. It's when you're... It's when you're like doing things with sound technique mm-hmm. that are heavy, that are mm-hmm. challenging, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of like sneaks up on you, and you're like, "Shit!" Yeah, I mean, it, it's like the consistency thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You uh, you've been consistent, and you're just going in, you're doing your thing, and then one day you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. This used to be really hard for me. Mhm. Yeah, it's it's like you It's like it's what happens when you just practice the same movement over and over again. You just get really fucking good at that movement. Mm-hmm. And it's not about you know how like a lot of programs say like, you know, you want to add 5 pounds every week, right? Well, like mm-hmm. let's be real here, okay? If you actually like from day 1 tried to add five pounds each week eventually technically 
you'd get to a point where you're about to pull a world record deadlift. But do you right. think that five pounds a week over the course of two years, let's just say, right? Because that's like a mm-hmm. thousand pounds. I don't know. I can't do the math right now. Yeah, 52 weeks in a year, two years, that'd be 104 weeks. So five pounds, yeah, that would be pretty epic. 500 pounds <laughs> yeah, to, 500. to go from, <laughs> if you are if you start day one with a 100-pound deadlift and right. expect to be after two years at a 600-pound deadlift, pff, yeah. fuck out of here, dude. Fuck out of here. Like, yeah. or or a hundred pound bench press and expect to be you know what i mean like that's that's yeah. and i think that's like the downfall to a lot of like the free programs that you can get uh, like online and like i'm not bashing yeah. I, I don't want to bash them i just think that you can get caught up in that mindset of like oh i'm supposed to add five pounds each week no yeah. it, no like you're gonna you're gonna have your ups and you're gonna have your downs. Like, yeah, there might be a week where you're you're moving really well, and you you know you're pushing you're pushing the peak of, of where you should be weight wise, and you can probably add five or ten pounds for that particular day or that particular workout or that particular lift. But then the very following week, something else you know s- some other factor may be different, and and now you you really should be ten pounds less, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and depending on, you know, your your level of recovery, you know how you how you truly honestly feel, your actual real life strength. It's just, mm-hmm. and yeah, how you feel not mm-hmm. just physically, mm-hmm. but also mentally. Yeah. You know, if your head's not in the game, if you're somewhere else, if you're, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're dealing with a lot of extra stress yeah mm-hmm. it all factors in exactly and that's that's just what i don't like about i mean not that i don't like it it's just it's something that we you need to learn and it's something to be you aware need to of. know yeah it's very important to be aware of because it's not binary it's not this yeah just add weight every week you'll get stronger like no this is real life like okay, if maybe if you were in a controlled environment, and you know you you didn't have any other responsibilities outside of like working out, like I don't know a professional athlete, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then at that point, like you know you're at a totally different level. So it's just it, yeah, and even them, even the professional athletes, like do you remember Game Changers? Um, they showed that football team. And the guys yeah. were like eating like shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like and performing you know, at that I peak some, level. Yeah, and it is kind of funny because like sometimes we get so deep into the weeds with stuff, and it's like, wait a minute, this motherfucker is still doing that. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I did, you know, uh, I heard it said recently that, you know, uh, this was in reference to building muscle, but. That when you're in your 20s, you can train dumb as shit and you'll still gain muscle <laughs> because of where your body's at at that point and your recovery right. and all that. Right. Uh, you know, when you get into your 40s, maybe even some of your 30s, and later it gets a lot harder. You have mm-hmm. to be a lot more intelligent. You have mm-hmm. to put more into your warm-ups. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that if you're into your 20s, you shouldn't do that stuff. I'm just saying the body is a lot more forgiving at that yeah. age. Um, 
but yeah, so it it is kind of crazy. I think but that yeah, all all that stuff factors in. I think that falls back to just keeping in in your back pocket the tool of adapting your workouts over time and just not like when I say constantly changing, I don't mean doing a different workout every time you go do a workout. I mean mm-hmm. big picture constantly changing, you know. Yeah. Uh, what drove me into weightlifting was bodybuilding and I trained like a bodybuilder. I did all of the isolation movements. I I focused on isolating the muscles, you know. I didn't really put a super heavy focus on compound movements and mm-hmm. that's what got me, you know, like the the vanity of like looking at the like looking in the mirror and flexing in the mirror. That's like what attracted me to um lifting weights cuz I was skinny and I wanted to put on some muscle and then after mm-hmm. after, you know, uh, 12 weeks of being in a controlled environment and actually exercising regularly, I saw a decent bit of muscle come onto my body. And it was just like, from there on out, it was just like, oh, I'm addicted. I love it. Right. Because, yeah. you know, I went from being skinny fat to like being fit in, in, you know, like roughly a 12 week, 12 week time frame, mm-hmm. And, and then from there, you know, everything had changed. Uh, I discovered powerlifting and got really big in powerlifting and getting strong and put a super heavy focus on compound lifts and pretty much stayed away from isolation exercises, you know, for a good two and a half, three. I think it's been it, it's probably been three years uh, since yeah. I really started powerlifting, three, three and a half years probably. And so, you know, maybe now it's time, and and I'm dealing with, you know, an injury. So, like, maybe mm-hmm. now it's time to just uh, focus on other areas and and use fitness as a tool to stay healthy and stay strong. You know, not, not peak performance strong, but stay healthy and stay mm-hmm. strong and stay mobile and you know just just really chase after um you know the aesthetics and the physical uh health benefits of resistance training you know what i mean and yeah. so that's a little bit where i am personally right now is like stepping back it's hard to do because i associate with like being a power lifter so much um yeah because I love that. I love that more than the whole, more than training like a bodybuilder. Because I never, never was going to compete, never will compete in bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. But um, powerlifting has, has grown recently. And it's been like the barrier for entry is so, so low. Um, it, it's not expensive to, yeah. to do a meet. Um, they're popping up so you don't have to travel very far. Um, mm-hmm. There's federations that are like family friendly. Um, so it's very easy to get into the sport and, um, yeah, so I, so I got into the sport and now I think it's time to step back, but I've, I've enjoyed it so much that I associate being, you know, I, I identify as a power lifter and so it's hard to take a step back. Um, You have all the positive memories that it has brought you. Of course. You know, 
It's definitely not like, you know, if you step away from one style of training for a while, it's not like you can't come back to it. Exactly. You know, just like right. the bodybuilding was how you got started. Mm-hmm. Kind of got away from that, did powerlifting, focused training, mm-hmm. and now you're kind of like getting a little bit more into the bodybuilding sort of realm. Right. And I, I feel like you don't have net losses as long as you are um as long as you are training with like an adequate amount of effort mm-hmm. you know like if you're a power lifter and you do bodybuilding for a year or two and then go back to power lifting you're not going to be able to instantly or probably not going to instantly be able to be back where you were of course you might it, you know, it depends. It'll come back fast. Yeah, sure. but it will come back fast, yeah. and you'll probably blow through stuff that was difficult for you. Right. You know, and vice versa. Right. You know, the other way, too. Mm-hmm. Um, there are definitely benefits to different styles of training. And I think it seems like we're both in different parts of our, uh, like, how we're training right now. Um if you look at my training, it's very, very like uh, bodybuilding and health oriented, right? Um, but, you know, I see posts that you make now and it's, you're still, you're doing, um, it, it looks very power lift, power lifty, power lifter-esque. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, sort of a conjugate-ish training. My upper body stuff is still kind of a linear sort of program, but uh, but it actually has elements of conjugate too. So mm-hmm. yeah. Now, are you? I mean, you, you're a normal human being, so you've got a regular schedule and you've got, you know, things to do. Are you focusing on getting your workouts in within a certain period of time, or are you just you know, you're following the program as best you can, and when you run out of time, you run out of time. Um, well, yeah, I would say that, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely trying to fit it in where I can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, typically I will try and get my workouts in when my son is taking a nap or on. That's actually a little longer if I don't fuck around as soon as he falls asleep, I've got a good two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can definitely get a full training session in then. Uh, on days that I have to work and I'm trying to train, now I've got probably an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And in those cases, you know, that's where you have to adapt. Right. Um, so I think that's a good segue into what we had discussed earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, different ways to get your get your work in if you are on a time crunch. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you had one you wanted to lead with. I've got yeah. a couple ideas over here. Yeah. Um, so this is something that I'm doing right now, and that's why I was poking and prodding at how you're training because I wanted to segue into what I'm doing currently, which is um, relating to, you know, what we're going to talk about now is is how to put do more work in less time. Uh, I just and like I said before, um, I'm 
I'm at the point now mentally where, uh, you know, my workouts are to benefit my health. Um, we're in the process. I've talked about this before. We're in the process of moving and it, it's been a very long process. Uh, we started about four or five months ago uh, when I started doing all of the work to the house. And that was when that was really when my workouts, you know, the length of time that I would spend working out started to suffer. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's acceptable, you know, uh, because life is the way life is. You know, I, I don't make enough money. Uh, nor do I want to, you know, use so much credit to pay somebody to come in to do the things to the house that I want to get done, you know? Yeah. Um, but nor do I really want to use vacation time, you know, to do the things to the house that I want to do to the house. So it's a slow process weekend over weekend. And mm-hmm. even in the evenings, um, and that being said, you know, for me, life is getting in the way. So, um, how in the beginning I would let, I would get frustrated. I don't have enough time to train, yada, yada, yada. And then I just kind of made peace with the fact that, you know, life is getting in the way right now. And that's the way that it is for me temporarily, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, uh, when we get moved into the next place and everything, and the dust settles and, and, you know, we're, we're relaxed finally. Okay. You know, now I can focus a little bit more heavily on, uh, on my training, but until then, you know, there's responsibilities that I would like to take care of. And I think making peace with that is step number one. Um, especially if you're the type of person that really, really enjoys working out and enjoys lifting weights and uh, pushing yourself you know if you're that type a personality and and this is really a passion for you uh, you know take some time to try to uh, make peace with the fact that you know you are not going to be at your peak uh, throughout this process yeah all the time and especially not through this process you know where your focus is not with your workouts but um, you know, specifically the thing that I'm doing is, uh, is a pyramid training where essentially you start with a weight and you build up to a heavier weight and, and you progressively get heavier and heavier set after set. And then you come back down and uh, I generally would do five to seven sets, uh, per exercise and then I'll move on and uh, I don't nearly do enough cardio. So I don't time my rest periods. I try okay. to do it in a way where, um, I let my heart, my heart rate come down a little bit, but not fully. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm getting the heart rate up and then it's coming down just a little bit and then it's elevated again and coming down a little bit. That way I can, I feel like I, I'm getting the benefits of resistance training and, um, you know, I get, it, it, it leads to, and a, you're making your heart do its work too. Yes. It leads to a yeah. great pump and I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting a decent bit of cardio out of it for the health aspect of of, uh, you know, good, getting good circulation and getting the heart to work, uh, more efficiently, but that's specifically what I'm doing now. And you can do that with any exercise, you know, you start with a weight and, uh, 
every set you get heavier and heavier and then you come back down to the weight that you started at and you end up yeah. doing five to seven to 11, uh, 11 sets total, you know, and I'll do, I'll do like take three or four exercises in a workout and, and structure my workouts that way. Yeah. And, and pyramids are something that I, I, I used a lot earlier on. Um, <clears throat> And they are pretty time efficient because you are dropping reps as the weight weights go up. Um, I think it's also good for if you're newer, it's something that will help you find your strength, like to where you may not realize that you can move that weight. Now maybe you can't move it for a lot of reps today, but I think it hel- I think people get scared of different weights, you know, if you're doing uh, a lot of compound movements, maybe it's a number of plates, you know, mm-hmm. if you're doing more like bodybuilding style stuff, maybe it's, uh, maybe you're afraid to grab the 40s, you know, or right. whatever it is. Um, and I think the pyramids are really good for that. Um, so they're good for time management. They're good for finding your strength. And I think they'll humble you in terms of strength. Like yeah. I think it will humble you a little bit. Yeah, if you're if you're doing it like how you described, definitely. Yeah. Um, if you're doing minimal rest periods, but I think that like this is the way that I think about things. Uh, when you get to that set of two, for example, you know, say you did ten reps, eight reps, six reps, four reps, two reps. You know, uh, it's not that the two is hard, but. Like, I always play these mind games with myself where I'm like, okay, well, I was able to do that weight for four, so I can definitely do this for two. Right. You know, uh, it's right. like a mental progression. And there's so many ways to do just one just one protocol, which we're talking about pyramids here. Like, like you said, Chris, you do 10 reps, first set, then the second set is eight, and then six, and then four, and then two and then back to four, and then six, and then eight, and then ten, and the weight Mm -hmm. that you use is changing as well. Or, um, like, the way that I did it was I I kept the reps essentially the same. Um, uh, We'll we'll take the the post that I made about it, Barbell Rose, right? I started Barbell Rose with 95 pounds, very strict form, very tight squeeze at the top, you know, going through a full range of motion all the way from the bottom all the way to the top nice squeeze at the top and 10 reps right just nice and slow and controlled and then my mm-hmm. top set built up from 95 to 135 and that you know did 10 a set of 10 at 135 i cheated you know it wasn't perfect form i mm-hmm. used a little bit of uh momentum to get the weight up so mm-hmm. instead of you know, sticking with super strict form all the way through, um, the reps stayed the same, but the form changed. You know, I went from doing strict movements to less strict to then like um, uh, uh, cheating the movement a little bit, and then and then back the other way. Yeah, 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 and I think that uh, I think that's okay depending on your intention with the training. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's definitely a time to allow a little body English in there. 
And there's a time for completely strict, you know? Um, Agreed. But yeah, I don't think that it's evil to allow a little body English there all the time, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So you actually, this was back when I was dealing with my injury, but you had made a post or maybe it was a program that you had sent me where you had a protocol called Regressive 6. Yep. Do you remember that? I do remember the Regressive 6. Yeah, I actually, uh, I really like that one. Would you, you want to go over that real quick? No, you can go over it because I'm totally blanking on, <laughs> Damn it. on I what I do remember. what the protocol was. I do what remember. I, <laughs> <laughs> it I was, was something the guy that, uh, that, that, that made a post about it would know, right? No, it was yeah. something with um, having to, to start, it, it was like the pyramid sets. But uh, you only you started with with six and you dropped down. Um, okay, we can gonna... we can cover that one in a different episode, or maybe you can find it. I don't know. Well, but... I just did a I just did a quick Google search, and I I'm I'm drawing a blank on it. But okay, it, we don't have it... to cover that yeah. specific one. But essentially, it was what's called the rest-pause method, which means that you will... Okay, say you normally do your four sets of ten, right? Instead of doing four sets of ten, you pick a weight that you could do for maybe uh, 14 or 15 reps, right? And you... And instead of doing like a 90 second or two minute rest period between your sets, you're going to take a shorter rest interval. So you can experiment with this a little bit. You could do... Wait, I remember it now. Okay. I remember it now. You pick you a weight that you... It? Yeah, it's... You're right. You pick a weight that you can do like 12 to 15 reps with, and you do a set of six with that weight, and then you rest for either five or 10 seconds, and then you do a set of five... And then you rest for five or ten seconds, and then four, rest, ten seconds, three, rest, ten seconds, two, rest, ten seconds, one. And then you're done that set, and you would do, like, between two and four sets, you know, of that. Yeah, so it sounds easy. I I think you should definitely try it. It's not. To our (laughs) listeners, it's not. It's not an easy uh, protocol. Minimal uh, rest intervals definitely get you. Um, mm-hmm. And the 10 seconds is definitely a short rest interval. Yeah. Um, a lot of times with rest-pause type training, um, it may not be quite that long, but, you know, experiment with it a little bit. The, you don't want it to be easy, though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Because you're not doing the same number of reps through all the sets that you would be doing otherwise. Mm-hmm. So you really can't bitch out with this method is what I'm saying. <laughs> very, it's very difficult. And this method, again, will humble you. And uh, you will think you're stronger than you really, than you are, you know, when you're doing this protocol. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you'll also see good growth. You'll get a good hypertrophic, hypertrophic response from it, mm-hmm. which means mm-hmm. you'll build more muscle. Get a nice um, good pump. So there's another variation of this called myo reps. Are you familiar with that one? I'm not. 
Okay, so myo wraps, um, it's a little bit more specific. It's still a version of rest pause. Um, but the protocol is you do, you do choose a weight that you could do. I've heard 10, I've heard 15, but definitely no less than 10 reps. Um, okay. You are going to go, it's going to be a weight that is going to be challenging to do for those 10 or 15 reps. Um, you don't want to go to failure. Um, you want to stop, I would say, just at or just shy of technical failure. So you don't want to be grinding out to get these reps. Okay, so that's your primer set. And then after that, you take, you can do it two different ways. You can take five, like, good deep breaths, or you can wait 20 seconds, your choice, and then you do a set of four. Then you repeat until you're not able to complete the four. Huh. So this is something that you can use with compound lifts. Um, obviously, you know, if you are approaching failure, you want to really be careful with your form and everything, but you can get a workout in in 20 minutes this way. I mean, it's uh, it's a, definitely a very dense uh, way of doing things. I'm actually going to try this out in a couple days on my dynamic effort day. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's it's definitely a big time saver. So if you have one of those times where it's like you're looking at the time and what you have to do later in the day and you're like... <laughs> By the time I go to the gym, I'll only have half an hour to work out. Well, guess what? <laughs> I just gave you something you can do in half an hour. Yeah. So go and do it. Um, another, I'm trying to think. I had another one I wanted to go over. We did regressive six, myo reps, rest pause. Yeah, circuit, I mean. Circuit training has gotten popular. Um, mm -hmm. The way that I like to use circuit training is in my garage, so I'm not fucking bothering people at the gym. <laughs> um, but no, in all seriousness, uh, it, it can be extremely difficult to do at a gym, uh, especially during like peak hours. So mm -hmm. the way that I would recommend uh, doing circuit training in a gym is, and the way that I would do it in the gym is different than the way that I would do it at home. You know, at home or at your own gym, you know, you have, uh, you can do anything, right? It's, mm -hmm. you gen, like, you're by yourself. In a gym, the way that I would recommend it is I would say get a big movement. So, like, a, uh, a squat, a bench, or a deadlift, or a shoulder press, or whatever, whatever you, you're good at or you want to practice. And, you know, so if you're squatting, you, you got a squat rack. Great. Okay. So, you have a squat rack. So what can you do, you know, essentially in that squat rack without getting in other people's way, right? Like you don't want to do squats and then go over and do walking lunges on the turf with a barbell. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, are you on the squat rack? Are you on the turf? Like to me, that shit's annoying. And I don't like, I hate it when people are like uh, that guy. And I don't want to be that yeah. guy. Wait, wait, so, I'm using that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Fuck out of here. No, like if you're not using it, you're not fucking using it especially yeah. when it's super busy so 
choose exercises that you can do in the same AO. So like squats in the rack with your barbell, pull-ups on the rack, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you have a dumbbell next to you and, uh, you know, with you that you keep in, you know, in or next to the rack that you can grab and do like a sumo deadlift, you know, dumbbell sumo deadlift. There you got three big X, three big compound movements you can do with, uh, and all, and all you're really, you're taking is one dumbbell away. Uh, you know what I mean? And you're, then everything else is, you're just, you're not bothering anybody. You're in your own AO. So like, uh, the way that I recommend circuit training is, is something like that. And it's like in, if you're in a gym, you know, uh, just keep it tight, you know, just cause that shit is annoying. But if you're at home, whew, you got the world. You can do anything oh, yeah. you you can do anything you want at home. So like, uh, but generally the way that I like to do it is just I like to split it up between upper body and lower body. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so you got four movements. You got upper body push and pull, and then you got lower body push and pull. Right, like pretty much every movement falls into one of those four categories: either a push or a pull, and then it's either upper body or lower body. So I like to alternate, right? So if I'll start with a lower body push, I'll move to an upper body, you know, push or an upper body pull, right? So just for this thing, we'll say upper body push. So I got lower body push, upper body push, lower body pull, upper body pull, right? And that'll be like uh, the circuit that I'll do at home. Or uh, it would be like a lower body push, upper body pull, lower body pull, upper body push, Right, so you're never doing um, like a lower body push and then a lower body pull right after. Right, you're kind of incorporating your entire body uh, every other time, and uh, you know the benefit that you also get from that is uh, your heart has to then pump blood. You know, your body's got to pump blood from to and from different areas back and forth, mm-hmm. which is good for circulation, good for the cardio aspect of things. So. Um, that's the way that I like to do, that I like to do circuit training. Yeah. And one way that I have approached circuit training and, you know, uh, there's a guy named Brian Allsrue, he's a strong man and he refers to these as giant sets, but I mean, whatever you want to call them. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of the same idea, except there's three movements and the one in the middle is less intense. So mm-hmm. for example, you do some barbell rows, and then you do bird dogs or plate flips or you know something that's not incredibly taxing to your mm-hmm. CNS. A plank. But, yeah, a plank. Mm-hmm. And then you do bench. So you've got a pull, you've got this other movement, and you've got a push. And... You know, typically, like these other movements, hell, like if I want to work grip, I might take a gripper and just do 20, 25 reps on the gripper between those two. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, that's a lot easier to do with the upper body. Your upper body, I feel like, is a little more forgiving Mm -hmm. um, on stuff like that because you're not able to move as maximal of an amount of weight as lower body. Yeah. But... That doesn't mean that you can't utilize it with lower body. Um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily recommend doing like a regular squat and a regular deadlift that way 
Um, not that you can't do them in the same workout, but in that style, I, I think that you'd be better off to do, say, squats, you know, planks, and Romanian deadlifts. Mm-hmm. You know, something to where the it's a variate. One of your movements is like a variation of the main lift, not right. the full lift. Right, right. So that's another way you can approach circuit training. And, you know, even though that middle movement, you're kind of, it, it's something that's relatively speaking easy, you're not really getting the full rest. Um, when I've done this type of training, or this style of training, I will say that, like, especially the upper body days, like, I felt pretty jacked when I was done. Oh, you yeah. Know? You get it because you get a good pump, like front mm-hmm. and back, and it's just cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, another, my last, my last style that I like to do, um, if I'm short on time, is, uh, compound sets and supersets. So they're they're essentially the same thing, but like the technical difference between the two is, is a superset would be. You have two exercises that you do in immediate succession, and they're both targeting the same muscle group. So you could do like bench press and push-ups, right? Or you could do yeah. like um, barbell bicep curls and then dumbbell bicep curls, right? You're taking one exercise on biceps and following it up immediately after that set with another exercise on that same muscle or muscle group. Um, yeah. Now, a compound set is technically... Um, you know, you would do like a bench press and then a row, right? Because they are the opposite of each other, right? You could do a bicep curl and a tricep push down, right? It's the opposite. Um, you know, you're, ta- you're, you're putting together two exercises that are antagonists that do the opposite thing, uh, on the joints of your body, on the levers of your body. So, um, they're all essentially supersets, like, you know, but if you want to get technical with it, it's it's a it's considered a compound set. It's all, you know, just a different way to do supersets. Um, yeah. And generally, I'll find that when you do compound sets, it makes, um, you know, you might not get. I've never gotten as good of a pump as supersets of targeting that same exact muscle or same exact muscle group, but mm-hmm. I feel it to be more difficult only because now you have to do the opposite that you were just doing right so like you do push and a pull right so like a bench and a row like they're two big movements i Mm -hmm. mean whenever you throw two big movements together you know you're it's going to be harder than throwing two smaller movements together but i've always found that it's uh more challenging doing it you know targeting the antagonistic muscle groups together yeah yeah i yeah i i definitely agree with that i think that like i've I've utilized it different ways you know if i am more in a hypertrophy phase then like that would probably be the time that like from a programming standpoint where i would probably do more of like the superset type thing mm-hmm. um whereas if i'm you know, working towards a peak or a a max, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to operate that way because I'm wanting to 
do everything I can to make sure that I'm not robbing one part to, you know, I'm not going to do something that's detrimental to the other movement. Right. Of course. Yeah. There's um, different goals. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it depends on your goals. But mm-hmm. either way, those are a lot of different approaches to circuit training that you can use. Um, you know, depending on what your goals are, you know, some of them may work better than others. Um, you know, you mentioned <laughs> you don't really want to be the gym hog. Yeah. Uh, but one other progression that I've done, like, just, this is almost like a, a pump thing. Um, but I have an adjustable bench at home. And, like, sometimes I will do chest-supported rows. Or I'll do uh, other chest-supported work. Or even just, like, say, flat to incline. Um, and I'll do what's called run the rack. Or what I refer to as run the rack. Where mm-hmm. I have, I'm fortunate enough that I have a rack of, of dumbbells. If you don't have a rack of dumbbells and you've got the adjustable ones, you like can me. just keep keep adding or, yep. you know, or subtracting, subtracting depending on which way you're going. Yeah. Um, figure out which part of the movement is more difficult and you can, you know, so like flat bench, regular bench where you're laying flat is easier than say shoulder press or incline press so you would start you could start out with flat bench with heavier dumbbells then you go up a notch on the adjustable bench grab some that are lighter and do a set and on and on or you could you could go the other way as well i think i Mm -hmm. usually go the other way Mm -hmm. but that's definitely not something you want to do at a commercial gym um, but it is something you can do even with adjustable dumbbells or whatever. You don't have to have individual ones. Yeah. And if you've got the adjustables, you know, use your time that you're adjusting it. That's your rest interval. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And all of, all of these protocols and way to train, um, they're all going to humble you if you've never done them before, because they require you to do more work in less time. And uh, whenever you're doing more work in less time, you're not going to be as strong. You're, you're just, you know, uh, you know like, I, like I said with my example for the barbell rows, right? Like I worked up to 135. I can yeah. barbell row 135 any day of the week, you know, for a good set of 8 to 12 reps. But that particular day because of the prerequisites that I had just done immediately before that, um, you know, I was not strong enough. Yeah. It made made 135 tough. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's what all of these protocols are going to do. So if you're new to any of these or if you're a beginner, don't go into this thinking that, you know, if you're benching 135 for sets of, you know, five or you're benching 185 for sets of five uh don't go into this thinking that you're going to be able to use 185 chances are you won't chances are you will you you know you won't yeah yeah definitely uh they're definitely all humbling methods but they you know and you can use this stuff like none of these are 
programs. You know, we, we've talked about different programs in previous episodes. These are just methods that you can use. And I think that, you know, if you ain't find that you are short of time in the gym, like, that could be a good time to utilize some of these methods. Mm-hmm. Um, these are methods that I would throw in on the short term of one day. And on the longest, like from there, you know, you could do this if you happen to run short on time one day. Okay, do one of these protocols to -hmm. the longest of three weeks. Oh, I wouldn't run any of this kind of training longer than three weeks personally. Um, Just because to me, these, these protocols are for, you know, when you're going through, when, when, when life happens and you're short on time randomly or life happens and you're going to be short on time for a while so you can mm-hmm. kind of ebb and flow between um training in these protocols and then mm-hmm. maybe just just taking one movement for half an hour and practicing it and that's your workout you know what i mean um yeah th- that's kind of how i see these as tools yeah it, it keeps you moving um it keeps you from being totally stagnant and it also Keep it keeps you doing the same movements that you have been doing, um, because especially when it comes to the compound lifts, um, if you have been away from them for a while, I know for myself that I have to, you know, try and remember my cues and go. You don't forget, but sometimes it almost feels like you do, you know. Yeah. And if you are still able to do the movements, then you don't experience that. So mm-hmm. you're saving yourself there too. Mm-hmm. Um, but one other quick thing, just something that I realized a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the programs that I've followed have featured like compound lifts at the beginning and then say your accessory or hypertrophy work afterwards. And I would have it, I found that I had a tendency to skip the hypertrophy work because it wasn't as important as important for my goals. Right. Well, one day I was about to do that and I looked at the clock and I looked at what I had to do and I went, wait a minute, I have 90 second rest intervals. I've got to do five sets. The sets are going to take me about less than a minute. This is only going to take me six minutes. Do I really need that six minutes? Now, if you've got a screaming baby, then yes, you do need the six minutes. But, <laughs> you know, a lot of times we talk ourselves out of things. So, yeah. you know, I just wanted to throw that out there that, you know, if you don't have the time, like, yeah, some people legitimately do not have the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that new parents a lot of times fall in that category. If you're starting a business, you probably fall in that category. Yeah. Um, you know, but sometimes you do have the time, and sometimes you're just not utilizing it right. I agree. And with that, thank you for listening to this episode of Drive with Woody Fit and Bauer Power. Uh, you can find us on Instagram if you'd like to ask us questions or just uh, give us a follow. Uh, you can find me at Woody underscore Fit One Three, and you can find me at Bauer Power Eighty Two, B A U E R P 
P-A-U-E-R-8-2. Right Slide on. into those DMs. 